Hello and welcome to Somebody's Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Kendra and Nicole. And we thank you guys for joining us for another episode. We are on episode 10. (laughs) (laughs) So we're so excited to be making it into the double digits. It's lit. But um, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, please don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It would really help with our visibility and allow for more people to be able to hear us around the world. So for those of you that are listening, please leave a rating and review. If you don't feel like leaving a review, at least leave a rating. So yes. that's easy. It's like all you do is just click a little button. <laughs> five stars. That's it. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so we're super excited to be back. We took a little week break that was well needed. Yes. You know, we're both mothers, obviously, and we have a lot of businesses and things going on. So it was very helpful to take a little bit of a break um so yeah we're just gonna jump right into this episode how was your week how was your break all that good stuff um the week was good just a little heads up you guys my daughter is joining us today for this episode so yes. if, if you hear a little um baby in the background that's her mm-hmm. but yes the week was good um i I'm working on like a secret little project for the, for the store. So coming up with content when you're a one woman team, it's like so hard. So um, I've just been planning out content, hanging with the family. Um, and just, especially this past weekend, I just kept it so chill. It was hot. It was so hot. <laughs> Girl, for real. <laughs> I walked outside yesterday like, oh, okay. Because it looks gloomy. <laughs> So I was thrown off. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> like the temperature was up. Mm-hmm. But how was your weekend? Your uh, my weekend was good. Okay, so over the break, I actually went to Houston, um, Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was like last week. Um, I was there for about four days for my sister-in-law's baby shower. So that was really nice to go spend time with the family um we checked out a couple of the restaurants out there but we didn't do much we kind of just hung with the family um went to the baby shower we went to brunch um i forgot the name of the place but it was really good um the weather was crazy out there i was i got a little nervous i said wait a minute um (laughs) what happened so, so when we got there on friday we got there early friday morning and it was like raining a little bit but it wasn't too bad um but we decided to rent um a car while we were out there just for the day um my husband was getting his hair cut by um i don't know if you guys watch like the challenge on mtv but one of the guys um he was originally on the real world um Leroy he's actually a barber now and so my husband follows him on Instagram so he was like oh I want to get cut by him while we're out there so uh, we rented a car and which was really nice by the way what kind of car was it dang it (laughs) what's the (laughs) car with the crowns on the seats is that was a Maserati Maserati yeah it was like a Maserati SUV so it's really nice um 
And so I took him to get his haircut. I started driving around the city a little bit. It wasn't raining like too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I came back to pick him up and it was pouring. I was like, <gasps> oh Lord Jesus, I got to get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my goodness. So, yeah, so we get back, I get back to the barber shop and um, he's like, oh, he wants to meet you. So we go up there, chop it up for a little bit. And then um, once we got on the road, headed back to the house, it's like somebody was pouring buckets on the wow. windshield. And I'm like, okay, there's hurricanes out here. Like it was really windy. So our whole day just was like, no, we're going back to the house. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we, we are not playing with this weather. No, we are not trained to drive in this type of weather. And I was nervous. So we went back to the house. Um, but yeah, we had a really good time celebrating our new nephew on the way. Um, and then when we got back, we hit the ground running with the kids and homeschool, back to normal life. Um, and then this past weekend, um, you know, I always forget what I did immediate. Like, <laughs> like Saturday, I don't remember. But Sunday, <laughs> um, we went out to dinner. Um, me and some of my girlfriends went out to dinner to celebrate one of our other friends. And we went to this really um, cool restaurant in um, Long Beach. It's called Saint and Second. Mm. And it's on Second Street. Wait, no, no, no. Nick and Second. No, there's there's um, Nick's on Second. Yeah. But across the street, there's another one called Saint and Second. Wow, I didn't know that. But they're totally different restaurants. So Nick's on Second is kind of like a steakhouse type of vibe. They yeah. have really good butter cake. So yeah, we were originally going to go there. But I'm like, oh, I kind of want to go somewhere different, try some like different um, foods. And so Saint and Second had a lot of variety of um, like small bites and stuff. And they're a farm to table restaurant. So everything is fresh, organic. Um, they make all of their own like syrups for their drinks and like everything is just like super fresh. And so, and the vibe is like really cute. They have like an upstairs area. Um, it's like kind of industrial type. Um, but their balcony is like really cute. It's like all the vibes. If you want to go look at my Instagram, I did like a little mini vlog on reels. Oh, nice. Um, So you can go to my Instagram and look at it. Um, but yeah, it was a super cute vibe. The food was fire. We had like some um, duck balls, like duck meatballs. Mm. And we got um, like a truffle and um, artichoke, like flatbread. Mm. We did oysters. Um, we did, they had like crab cakes. We did those. We kind of just ordered like a bunch of stuff and just shared it. Um and so it was a really cute little girls evening so that was my weekend i came back with the boys and hung out here so it was cool vibes you know nice little it's, summer it's, evening. it's nice when you can, like get out the house yeah. and like have a little bit of normalcy yes i was like oh i almost forgot i was somebody's mama for a second i was like i feel cute <laughs> out with the girls <laughs> in town and I used to live in Long Beach so I had and I haven't been there like to hang out in forever like I go there to church but mm-hmm. I haven't been there to like you know just chill yeah I'm like me and my husband used to live walking distance to second street so we used to walk and go to dinner there all the time before we had children 
And so I was like, oh, kind of miss it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Through all the old life. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of the weekend really quick, over the weekend, um, we always have like a movie night during the weekend, right? And the kids, I was like, um, my husband and my son, they're always watching movies without us because me and the girls will go to bed early, right? Mm-hmm. So over the weekend, I'm like, um, you guys, why don't we watch tonight? Um, the Super Show. Have you guys watched The Super Show yet? Have you guys watched The Super Show yet? Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, The Super Show. I'm like, yeah, you know, The Super Show. This, we're going to watch The Super Show. And he was like, you mean Space Jam? Girl. <laughs> he was like, you are somebody's mama. <laughs> forgot we did go to see Space Jam, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, Brandon's um, godson was in town from Tennessee, and he um, was he's staying with his grandmother in LA so we drove out to LA to pick him up and we went to um the Baldwin Hills Mall and um watched Space Jam I forgot that was my kids first movie like first time taking them to the movie well we took Ken into the movie theater when he was a baby but it wasn't for him to actually watch a movie like he was just there yeah but um it was their first time actually like being at the movie theater and got them like the little kid popcorn kid. It was an experience though. Like, have you taken your kids to the movies? Okay. So, um, Josh is really, really into movies. So he basically forced Austin at a young age to (laughs) like movies. So Austin's been going to movie theaters since he was like one and a half, two probably. And the, I didn't even know until I finally went to the movies with them mm-hmm. that they would watch the credits and about 15 minutes in the movie and then Austin would say he wanted to go oh. and then Josh would leave and Josh never told me that oh my gosh I was like this whole time you guys haven't been watching the whole movie he was like no because Austin would be like I'm ready to go or I'm scared and they that's, leave that's exactly what Kendon did he was so excited because he we've been seeing like the advertisement and stuff for it yeah and so he's so excited he's like oh we're gonna go see um bucks bunny we're gonna go see you know whatever so but you know how um space jam starts as real people right so he was like what is this like it got all dark and dramatic and like he was like mom I don't think I like this. And I'm like, oh, just give it a chance. Like, you know, you just got to watch it a little bit more. I'm like, eat your popcorn. Like, eat your fruit snacks. Are you drinking your drink? Like, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, we done piled all y'all into the car. First of all, you know me. I'm crazy as far as, like, the COVID stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I always keep my Lysol wipes, my mini Lysol spray, and everything. So um, I had to make sure it was a theater that had leather seats so that it would be easy to clean. So I walked while my husband stayed down with the kids at the bottom. I walked up to our seats, sprayed and wiped down everything and cleaned the whole area before the kids came up. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then the guy next to us was cracking up and I was like, listen, I got these kids. I don't want nobody getting sick. He's like, I feel you. He's like, spray me up too. (laughs) (laughs) and so I love our people I was like I was so happy that we went to that movie theater too because it's just rich in culture (laughs) but um yeah so once they finally sat down and the movie started he was like oh no but once they you know turned into the characters and all Bugs Bunny and everybody came out Mm 
he got a little bit more into it um and then he wanted to sit on my lap so he felt more comfortable so he kind of enjoyed the movie after that and then when we get in the car he's like can we go see space jam tomorrow mom i'm like listen (laughs) 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 you're about to be luring me to the movie theater so (laughs) be scared and like but we're gonna go see um paw patrol paw patrol comes out in august Oh. So we'll go see that. I think that'll be more his speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I was when I the when I finally went to the movies with them and and he was like, No, Austin always wants to go. I was like, Oh, we ain't leaving. We not <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I going home. <laughs> yeah, that was the first movie he ever watched all the way through because I was like, Oh no, we ain't we not <laughs> we gonna we gonna make this work. Right, we already here. We got settled. Like, no, bruh, it don't work like that. Yeah. But yeah. So, for hot topics, we were kind of like talking like before um, we started the show, and it wasn't too much happening in the streets worth mentioning. Um, yeah. Nicole did just mention that she saw something funny. <laughs> yeah, before we got on, I saw yeah. that um, YG's daughter drew on his lamborghini she his does. white lamborghini white lamborghini i just looked at it like i'm like who gave her a pen <laughs> she's like well it's white like paper yep i'm like kids they they care nothing about expensive things like they don't know the value all she saw was i have a pen and i have a white canvas and i'm about to create <laughs> right and that was it Right. And I was telling Nicole, like, it's so crazy to see these celebrity kids and like this, you know, the celebrities, of course, when you have a lot of money, you want to spoil your children and like buy them all these amazing things that you might not have had or what you want them to have. But these kids don't care about that stuff. Like, (laughs) they do not care. They do not. I was watching the footage from um, Culture, Cardi B and Offset's daughter's party. And they got her like this Millie, whatever it's called, watch. It's like $300,000 watch that could barely fit her wrist. And they're like trying to put it on her and she wants to play with the box. (laughs) (laughs) She don't care about that watch. Yeah, them kids do not care, but I think it's nice. It's something that, of course, she's probably not going to wear. It's just something they're going to keep for her. Um that she'll probably wear a little bit older or if she's with them, you know, red carpet or something. I hope they don't let her walk around wearing that every day. Yeah. Um, yeah, that child, they live a whole nother life than we do. <laughs> yeah, that's, and you know, it, I, I, oh, I, you know, you know what I was, okay, real quick, I was watching this thing the other day about how people that we love because they're relatable that people that they start to lose their fan base when they're not relatable anymore mm-hmm. yeah and i was watching this thing on it and i was like whoa that is so true and it's just like i remember cardi before love and hip-hop and like yeah she had a lot of on instagram and like being funny yeah. and all that and she would be like telling us what place she was going to be stripping at that night basically right Mm -hmm. and she would be so funny and 
just seemed like your homegirl, you know? Right. And now it's like, well, homegirl just got her daughter a $300,000 watch? (laughs) (laughs) I think Cardi is one of those people that even though she is flashy and, you know, she spends her money, but at the end of the day, she still be keeping it real. Like, she gets on there looking crazy, speaking her mind. I think she still does an okay job of like being relatable but then she'll pop out with something like that and you're like oh yeah she rich but <laughs> that's true that's true that's true yeah i'm like i'm kind of different in that regard like i know there's a lot of people that if they're not relatable or if you know if they're too flashy or they feel like they're braggy they don't want to watch them because it makes them feel some type of way or it might make them feel bad about their situation or whatever but for me like i see it as like motivation like i follow a lot of like um influencers who like luxury and like um are like high low type of people um where they'll like dress really nice and make it look expensive but it's not really expensive or they might have like some expensive pieces so i like to um follow those type of people because it's kind of like inspiring at the same time for me that's true that's true that's a good point um, but yeah but everybody it just depends on like where you are you know some people can't handle that and that's that's a good piece of advice i heard a while ago was don't follow anybody that makes you feel bad about yourself like some people torture themselves and follow these people and be so angry at what they're posting or what's going on and you know they troll them or whatever and i'm like why are you torturing yourself like don't follow those people follow people that uplift you make you feel good about yourself encourage you to be better listen i have a kind of a crazy story but it's a real quick one okay Mm -hmm. it's kind of triggering it's not it's it's kind of triggering too trigger warning trigger warning yeah it's kind of (laughs) triggering i don't know if i shared this on here before Mm-hmm. But like two weeks ago, I think right when our break happened, I was looking at this girl's page, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm not going to say the triggering part, okay? I'm not going to say okay. the triggering part. Okay. So I was looking at this girl's page and I was looking at her and I was like, man, I wish I was pretty like that. I was like, the way, she, and it's not that I think I'm ugly. It's just, I was like, I wish I was pretty like that. Mm-hmm. And I was it was like late at night. I was just kind of being hard on myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was just being kind of hard on myself. And I, you know, you start going on someone's page and like, Oh my goodness, she had the most romantic engagement. Yeah. This wedding is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I I was just like, Oh my gosh, this new house they just got is so beautiful. Yeah, it's like drawing you in. It's just like, and like, on her, for Valent- okay, on Valentine's Day, her husband wrote, on Valentine's Day, her husband po- wrote, he put a picture of their wedding day, and he wrote, forever is not long enough. Wow. Like, forever, to be with you forever is not long enough, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Two days later, she passed away. Shut up like just died or is she oh you know. i don't want to get into the trigger warning of it all oh, okay god but, oh, no she didn't and i thought to myself you just never Whoa. know you don't know it what just, you're going through it 
it it shook my whole perspective on life yeah it just shook my like if you knew more about the story but the rest of the story is really triggering that's why i'm not going to share it right but if you knew if you knew the rest you would hug your child a little longer you yeah. would you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and when i said that i said you know i had to tell myself you can't do that anymore you cannot yeah. even if it's just a a simple comparison oh sorry even if it's just a little comparison or even if you to yourself think it's simple Mm -hmm. like don't dare do that to yourself ever again yeah yeah and i talked to her i didn't really talk to her once i said something to her once in dm and she wrote me back like thank you and i knew a couple people that knew her personally Mm -hmm. and um i knew a couple people that knew her personally and um, they just had, of course, really, really nice things to say about her. She was really nice to me in the DMs and stuff like that. But it just said, it shifted my perspective in a way that I will never forget her. Wow. I will never, and you know what I mean? that, that experience, because like you said, like feeling that type of way and then seeing all this transpire, that's a lot, like, and yeah. you never know what people's real situations are like you know like they always say like instagram or social media is like highlights you know yeah and it's the best part some people do show the ugly parts of their life as well but most people show the best parts of their story yeah and so i think a good part about it is like you can fantasize and you can like enjoy it with them but at the the downside is like you never know what is really happening on the other side of that screen yeah and you know what's behind those smiles and those fun photos and everything that's so loving and beautiful and some it's sometimes it's genuine but sometimes it's not and i think that's why we can't idolize or you know we kind of have to have that wake up moment to where it's, yeah you know appreciate your own life appreciate who you are what you do what you bring to the table your beauty your you know yeah and and take what you can from those people that inspires you or encourages you um but never let it make you feel bad about yourself a hundred percent a hundred percent a hundred percent that's so sad yeah it's it's just it's really sad but um I'm thankful that they they're in a church and their their pastor has been praying for them and yeah. um like I said I don't want to get she nothing 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 like um that I know know of nothing like abusive or anything like that but she right. it just sometimes things happen with our bodies and yeah and God's timing is God's timing and okay. um but it definitely taught me a lesson that I will never forget mm. I don't think I will ever go on, look at, you know, like it was such an innocent way that I was looking and then okay. I, I don't, I won't even, you just, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yep. You don't know what you don't know. You know, we only know what people tell us and what they show us, you know? Yeah. And so, but it's, it's so many, wow. That's why social media is like so deep, but yeah okay it has really great parts about it but it has it's like really like oh wow like that's a lot yeah 
But yeah, so we're gonna shift a little bit. Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to be. Uh... <laughs> no, but I'm glad you brought that up because, like we always say, everything happens for a reason. Somebody yeah. used to hear that, um, you know. And sometimes we need a reality check in those type of situations. Like, yeah, oh, snap out of it, you know. Yeah. So that was good. But yeah, we're gonna shift into our mama moments. Yes. Um. I always have the hardest time, like... <laughs> With your mama moment? I'll go, I'll go while you think. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, my mama moment is... <laughs> my daughter, she's three, and she is just, like, real sassy, right? hmm I don't think I've... And so, I don't think I shared this last week, but um, she... Did I share this last week? I don't think I did. I'll she has, Okay, so, last week, she went... Um, this past weekend or whatever I'll say like oh thank you princess and she's got this new thing where she goes no problem queen okay queen (laughs) (laughs) I love it and I was like wait the first time I was like wait what that is so like yes queen okay queen I got (laughs) it queen I was like oh my goodness Yes, I love it. That is so cute. So I'll be like, okay, thank you, princess. She'll be like, no problem, queen. You're welcome, queen. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> oh yeah, she's so funny. She's a she's um she's something. A little diva. Yeah, she's a little diva. She's a little fashionista. She picks out all her clothes, like mm-hmm. she's she's my fashion girl. Oh, that's so cute yeah um i always like pick things that happen like the same day because my memory is terrible but um so today our wi-fi was out literally all day and you know we usually have our little schedule where we do like homeschool type stuff in the morning we do um you know play read books all that stuff and so we had got past all that And so I was trying to get my son to play independently so I can get some work done. But his, um, you know, his brother was doing his own thing. So he was trying to figure out like what to play. He wanted me to play with him. So I'm playing with him. So I'm like, let's just do rainy day schedule. Let's play rock, paper, scissors. So Mm. (laughs) (laughs) he always cheats during rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) And so I'm like, whatever. So I already knew what he was going to do. So he always, he's always the scissors and he holds those scissors the entire time. Now, from time to time, if he sees that you might be a rock, then he might throw his whole hand out to like, you know, he'll like do the scissors and then like release the rest of the fingers. Yeah. But today he was just holding them scissors. (laughs) And so I knew he was going to do scissors. And so I did the rock after I did the rock three times and broke his scissors he was like hey you're cheating and i'm like change it up like <laughs> you yeah you with scissors and so he was like okay you be the scissors <laughs> <laughs> i was like no i get to pick whatever i want like while we're playing it's rock paper scissors shoot whatever i want to do yeah and he's like no you need to be the scissors and so i'm like okay so I um so I shoot the scissors and of course now he's the rock and he like beat beats my head up like I got you I got you 
I don't know what to do with him as far as like him having to win all the time. Like he always has to win. Like everything is a race. When we're going up the stairs, if I start walking up the stairs before him, he's like, no mom, I have to win. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, you have to win fair and square. Like if you're going to beat me, you got to be faster. He's yeah. like, oh, I need to win. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, jump in front of me so that he can win. So He's competitive. To, he's very competitive, but he doesn't want to win fair and square. Like, he wants to cheat. So, I'm trying to, like, <laughs> teach him that lesson. And sometimes he gets upset because I'm petty. Like, I'll literally, like, race him for real. <laughs> You're like, listen... And if I win and he gets upset, I'm like, listen, you have to win fair and square. That's life, bro. Like, I'm not going to let you win because I'm your mama. Like, (laughs) you got to earn this, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a good lesson, though. Yeah, got to teach lessons and everything. But thank God the Wi Fi is back on (laughs) so that I can record this podcast because he's been by my side all day long. yeah so those are our mama moments we're gonna jump into our topic today and it's a good one it's one that we've been anticipating hopefully you have as well so today we're going to be sharing our birth stories and between the two of us we have five births um so some stories i'm probably sure will be more um elaborate than others but I guess you want to start with one since you have more than I do. I'm going to get through all these. I'll just, I'll just start with the first one. Okay. Okay. So with my first child, when it came to the birth story, it really started with um, about a month and a half before I was due, about a month. My cleaning lady came to my house and some products she used didn't work well with my head right Mm. and I got this horrible headache right Mm -hmm. and so I got this horrible headache so I went to the hospital and um my blood pressure was high one time Mm -hmm. but you know as black women once you get blood pressure they don't you as a black woman you can't play with high blood pressure right because um you don't want to get um i forgot what it's called right preeclampsia yeah you don't, they they get scared that you have preeclampsia cuz when black women have preeclampsia they can have seizures yeah so i had a black doctor which was really dope for my first birth to have a black doctor because she was like really make sure i knew what was going on right so um they had to basically after that had to watch me really closely watch me really closely and had to do this thing where every time I peed for like 48 hours, I had to pee in a cup, pee in a, pee in a box thing uh-huh. and stored in your refrigerator. I don't want to talk oh, about wow. it. And so, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> and then the first time they gave me one, right? Uh-huh. And then, then you have to do all of it for 48 hours. So then I was like, I didn't get to do 48 hours because, you know, when you're pregnant, you drink a lot of water. I was like, I need two. Yeah. I had to start all over for 48 hours. Anyway. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it, it was it was complicated. But anyways, I go to these lab tests. I have to have all these lab tests because now I'm automatically high risk. Well, 
when I went into one of my appointments, it was about a week before I was due. And when I went in, she's, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to see my doctor today. She was like, okay. And she wrote on this little piece of paper about, um, she said, show this to your doctor. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. I go to my room and my doctor says, hey, um, I have to go do a C-section. I'll be right back. And um, I'll be back in an hour. And she was rushing. So I just said, okay. And I just held on to this little piece of paper, right? Uh-huh. She gets back and she's like, oh, um, your, test re- your test results, because she was writing on some blood work. She's like, hey, your blood work came back good. You're good. So I'll, you know, I'll see you next week. And I was like, oh, okay. But before you go, the people in the other room, they told me to give you this piece of paper. Uh-huh. And she looks at the piece of paper and she goes, are you serious? And I was like, what? She was like, um, I gotta, we, you need to, we need to put you into labor right now. What? I was like, what do you mean? She was like, your water is low. Oh. I was like, so I've just been sitting here for an hour. She's like, we should have been hooked you up um, and got you going to give birth. You're just sitting here with low water. Oh my God. So then I was like, oh my God. So I instantly just started to break down. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to give labor for the first time. Like, what's going on? I'm like, having a full on breakdown. Yeah. I call my, I call my husband and I call my husband and he he like runs to the hospital and then they tell me like we're gonna do the water balloon method oh god godly that was and then they give me the Pitocin right away right Mm -hmm. they started my Pitocin off at 10 Mm -hmm. so within they gave me the balloon and Pitocin within about 15 minutes I'm in the hospital screaming oh my god they were like, rushing that labor. Yeah, they were just rushing it, right? And they were, I was like, you guys got to turn this down. I've only been on this machine for 15 minutes and I'm screaming, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you guys got to turn this down, turn this down. They're like, okay, um, well, you know what we'll do? We'll turn it down to zero or and we'll turn, we'll turn it down to 0.5 and about every hour we'll turn it up a little bit. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, like why would y'all put it on 10 automatically? Yeah, why would you put me on 10 excruciating pain, right? So they turned it all the way down, and then I was okay. And then um, when the balloon finally came out, it was like four centimeters, and I was doing okay, but the Mm -hmm. pain was starting to get bad. So I was like, you know, let's just do the epidural, right? Mm -hmm. So they come in, and at that point, I'm in a lot of pain, and it's really, really hard to sit still, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. So... I am somewhat, when he does my epidural, he's kind of rushing, and when he does my epidural, I kind of move a little bit, Mm -hmm. but somehow the catheter is not right, and he has to pull it all the way out. Oh, God. He pulls the thing all the way out, and then when he does it again, it was like he didn't wait till the medicine or the shot had really, like... Yeah, numbed you enough. Numbed me enough. So the second time he goes in, no, no, the first time when he did it, I could feel him go through my yes. I could I could hear the click clack click clack. Oh God! I, oh, so, God. I, I was like, I was like, this is horrible. Oh no! This is horrible. I'm hearing click clack click clack right, mm-hmm. and then he pulls it all out and then he puts it back. The second time was not as bad, obviously, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, okay, and I'm like, okay. So when is the medicine gonna kick in? <sighs> They're like, you're going to be able to go to sleep. This is going to be great. You're going to be able to sleep. I said, okay, okay. So when is the medicine going to kick in? 
don't worry, just wait a few minutes. Are your legs, are you, can you feel your legs? No, no. So what, so what is the medicine going to kick in? It's going to kick in, it's going to kick in. Said, so now I'm like, when is the medicine going to kick in? And they're like, oh, well, just let's switch to your side. You know, everybody's different. It'll click. I'm like. Yo, it ain't well, working. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not. Are you at Kaiser? Yeah, girl. And Good so. Girl. I was so, oh, two, something I left out. Well, my doctor told me that we need to put you in labor right now. She goes, oh, I'm also off the clock. So I'll see you at your six-week postpartum. What? Oh, so you about to leave me. Okay, cool. So I just yeah, get so, on night shift. Yeah. So I went to full, that's why I fully broke down. Because she was like, oh, by the way, I'm off the clock, girl. I'll see you in six weeks. Wow. So then I am in this like excruciating pain, right? And I am cussing, I am yelling, I am in horrible pain because I have the potassium, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which so, makes so everything have, come faster and stronger. Just push through everything, right? Yeah. When I got that potassium, I gave the only good thing about that potassium and that is uh, whatever it's called, Pitocin, I gave, good thing my body reacted to it at least well. Yeah. Because I gave birth, after I got that um, thing, I gave birth within six hours, but because some people get it and it still take about a day or two. Yep. So I was in horrible pain, but I was at least um, going. Mm -hmm. And so I was in horrible pain. Okay, so I'm holding on to the rails. I'm screaming. I'm feeling like I'm on the worst roller coaster of my life, right? Mm-hmm. My husband is like, Nicole, it's okay. I'm like, you don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't tell me it's okay. He's, he's like, stop cussing. And I'm like, He's like, Nicole, chill, chill. I'm like, And then, and then I look to the right, right? I look to the right. My medicine that's supposed to be dripping in from my epidural. Oh, Lord. Is dripping on the bed. Oh, no. <laughs> but I can't feel it because my legs are numb. Oh, my God. So I'm screaming, right? Mm-hmm. So they say, oh, look, you're about um, 10 centimeters like we're gonna be able to push in a second, right? After I'm I've been screaming for a while, right? Right. Thank God. Thank God. A doula came in. Yeah. And she says, Hey honey, you're we're gonna we're gonna get through this. And she talks to me mm-hmm. and she pressed the right pressure points and she's with me, right? And she's like yeah. helping me calm down. She's pushing the right parts of my body. She's showing my husband where to push on my back. Mm-hmm. And you know, like she's like she knew to really push into the back because I'm having back labor while yeah. on my back and it's just painful, right? Uh-huh. And so she's like pushing the right spots and she goes, okay, um, I have to go to another room really quick. And I'm like, no, 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 you're not going to leave. <laughs> you can't leave. She's like, right. no, I'm going to go to another room. I'm going to come right back and we're going to deliver the baby. I said, no, you're not. Right. You're, you're not going to leave right now. She's like, I'm, I promise you I'm going to be right back and I'm going to come back. And I said, no, no, no. No, 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 no. You need to stay. You need to stay. Because I'm finally, you know, you know. I'm finally get some relief and you're helping me. So you need to stay. And girl, anyway, she left and came back, right? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do. 
she left she came back and when it came time to push i finally felt relief mm-hmm. and so for some reason like the pushing just was not as painful right yeah let me tell you they were like push and i was like uh like no girl i need to I need a break. <laughs> Why they don't believe in breaks? They do not believe in breaks. Yeah. Like, I'm not pushing right now. So I finally felt some relief when it's time to push. So I took my time and I waited. And then, and then, and then, right, it's time for me to push. And the assistant nurse was rude as hell, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't believe this rude chick is over here telling me, push, push. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to push when I want to, girl. TMI, I started to poop. I have back labor. I ain't care. I ain't care. My husband was That's like, one of the first questions that people always ask, like when they ask about your birth story, like, did you poop? Yeah, I was like, that back labor, I felt like I was, I thought, I, the pain I felt, I felt like I was pushing my child out through my butt. Like, that's how I felt. Wow. And so, so the pain was so far into my back, right? Mm-hmm. so then when I was like okay okay it's time to get this baby out right mm-hmm. I'm like starting to push but then it kind of hurts and the the lady's like you're pushing but then you're stopping and I was like yeah she was like do you feel a burning feeling oh, and I was like fire. yeah I do she's like you gotta push through that burn or she's like or else I can just snip you oh no and I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, go ahead God. and rip yourself girl go ahead and do it yeah, I didn't know that I was ripping. Yeah. I just knew that it was a burn. Right. So then I finally, like, pushed through the burn. Man, he came out, like, shoulders something and mm-hmm. tore me just... Run a root to the tutor. Just tore me up, right? hmm And uh, just tore me up. And... um. You know, Josh cut the cord, and I was ready to cuss him out. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you get to do the th- the fun part. Yeah. So then he cut, and then you know, you instantly forget everything. You know. Yes. Once you see that baby's face, you just be like, Ooh. Yeah. My husband was like, "You was pooping." I was like, "Listen, I don't know what was happening. I was in a different dimension of life." They see it all that day. Like that's the day. <laughs> yeah. That's the day you become extremely close. If you wasn't close before, you become extremely close. <laughs> okay, it was that was that was it. So how was your how was your first one? Oh, so my first one, we have a cu- cu- couple of similarities. So um, I actually went into labor on my due date. I had been like around that time. There was a lot of my friends that were pregnant. And everybody's like late, um, went past their due date. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to <laughs> like be two weeks past. Like I'm, I'm ready to get them out. So, um, like the week of, I was like walking, I was bouncing on the medicine. I'm not the medicine ball, like the exercise ball. I ate a whole pineapple. Ooh. Like I was doing everything to like induce labor so um, I think I ate a pineapple like a couple of days before I actually went into labor. So I went to labor on my due date at like 1 a.m. But it was just like, you know, contractions. And my contractions were like still five to six minutes apart. So 
Um, but they were bearable. Like I stayed home um, laboring. And then I think it was about like 10 or 11 a.m. They started to get a little bit more intense. At this point, they were like three to four minutes apart. And mm. so I'm like, it's time. Let's go to the hospital. Like <laughs> I was having contractions every three to four minutes. So I was like, ooh, breathing through them. Like I'm like, oh, it's happening. I was so excited. But because <laughs> everything they tell you, I feel like they don't tell you like how you really supposed to feel when it's time to come to the hospital until they send you home basically. So right. um, I was getting my stuff together. My husband is recording everything. He's like, how do you feel? I took a shower. Like I got all my stuff together. He's like, how do you feel? I'm like, oh, it's just a little bit of pain, but I'm okay. So we get in the car, we go to the, um, did we, go to the we went to the hospital. And they're like, hey, and I'm like, oh, I'm here to check in. I'm in labor. And they're like, no, you're not. No, it's like, yes, I am. my contractions have been every three to four minutes. And they're like, okay, girl. So they let me go in the room and they checked me and they're like, you're two centimeters dilated. Your water hasn't broke. Like, you're fine. Go home. They're like, go home, come back when you can barely walk your your contractions are coming literally every two minutes unless your water has broken don't come back unless you're b- doubled over and can't walk can't breathe can't talk oh, i said wow. what why did they say that before like you know yeah so at that point it had been like hours like 10 12 13 hours i don't know um so i went back home and because it was my due date i had a doctor's appointment that day at like three in the afternoon. So I went back home and then we went to my doctor's appointment. I told them what happened and she said, okay, so let me check you. And she was like, oh, you're about three centimeters now. Like, let me go ahead and stretch you. Oh, oh, oh. I said, oh. stretch me? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh. I'm just going to my hand and I'm just going to open it up and stretch you a little bit. Oh. 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 But yeah, she went in and she expanded her hand. And (laughs) oh, oh, oh. When I tell you, I barely made it out of my doctor's office. Like when when they say doubled over in pain, I could not walk through the lobby to get to the car. Like I was literally oh, like <laughs> oh, the contractions oh. coming every two minutes. Like my husband's like, okay, we got this. All right, um, can you walk to the car? I'm like, no. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I n- nobody got me in. Um, we're at the doctor's office. Nobody pulled up a wheelchair or anything. Like mm. I literally, he pulled the car to the front, and I had to literally walk to the car. And so once we got into the car, um, my hospital was like 15 minutes away. So I was like in the car holding on to the uh, the little handle thing that's above, you know, like the window. Yeah. Holding on to that, like, oh, like it's so much pain. I'm like beating up my husband. Excuse me. I'm like pulling his shirt and like, I was in so much pain. Like I was in full active labor. Oh my goodness. 
I've never experienced this type of pain in my life because I've never had a tattoo. Like I've never like yeah like appendix issues. Like I've never had any type of pain. Like I and my cramps before were never like that bad. Like I used to get cramps, take a couple Tylenol and be fine. Right. So we finally get to the hospital and um they got me a wheelchair they pull me in and they're like oh we don't have any rooms ready that's the worst oh my goodness i can't stand that so i'm in the freaking waiting room oh no oh no oh no No, and mind you um that you know they have a parking area for you to bring in um the patient but then you have to go move the car oh no oh no Brandon had to go back outside and move the car. And I'm literally in, in the waiting room by myself. He called my parents. They were on their way, but I'm in the re- waiting room by myself in this wheelchair. Like, <gasps> oh my <laughs> goodness. So much pain. And so finally they took me back to the room and I'm like, epidural, please. Epidural, please. <laughs> epidural, please. And they're like, Man, we have to give you an IV. Like you have to get checked in. I'm like, okay, well you need to speed it up because I don't do pain. So I'm like dying basically. <laughs> they check me. I'm five centimeters at this point. <gasps> oh, five centimeters. That's when it just, that's when it's oh, just. Oh, yeah. That's when it was yeah, that's like, when okay, it's, it's go time, right? It's go time. So, yeah. So I'm five centimeters at this point. The girl, the lady comes in to do the IV. I'm like, is this your first day? Because oh, she was like, I can't find the vein. Nicole, look at my hands. You can see my veins through the freaking you know what i can't stand a bad iv girl i was like she's just poking and prodding i'm like do you need help can you call somebody else Mm. and of course she was a um i forget what you call them a student a student basically a student they only know students on these IVs. yeah and so the lady is there watching her she's like you can do it just try again and i said ma'am i'm not doing this today with you can you can you take over because she put it in wrong marked me up like two or three times so then they finally get the IV in and so they're like you know they check me in or whatever after like an hour I'm like can you please get the epidural before it's too late because <laughs> I don't right. want to do this so um, they're like oh he's um, the anesthesi- anesthesiologist is on another like he's handling something else whatever he'll be here in a minute so when they finally come, like your experience, the first person did not numb me well enough. Mm. I could literally feel it going all the way in. They're like, um, they had my husband stand in front of me and had me hold onto his shoulder so that I could like, you know, curl over. Right. Like, Don't move. And I didn't look. Did you look at the needle? You know, I think like the second time I did, but the first time I didn't. I never looked at it, but after I was like, oh, I'm done having kids. Like after my second son, I finally looked at it. That's no joke. I don't advise that you look at it before you go through this or else you might not, you might rethink the process. No, no. I think the pain is bad enough. I, look. Yeah, don't pain, look at it. Don't but look don't look at it. it. Don't look at it. Don't, don't look, look at it. it. Don't look at it. Um, so they start putting it in. I'm like, okay, okay. Like it's, it's I can feel everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so go through all that like your experience they're like 
I'm like, so when is the medicine supposed to kick in? They're like, yeah, you should feel numb from your bottom half. You shouldn't be able to feel your legs, your toes, nothing. I'm like, I can feel it all. When is it supposed to kick in? And they're like, oh, it'll kick in in a minute. I'm like, it's not, it's not kicking in. So after a while of me saying that, like an hour or so of it not working, um, they finally called somebody else back in to come in and he came in. I will never forget that man because I wanted to hug him. (laughs) It was this tall, bald man. He came in in all white. And I said, oh, praise the Lord. And when I tell you he did it so fast, I didn't feel a thing and my body just went numb. I said, oh, praise you. I said, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'll come back and check on you. Like, I was like, after I had the baby, I was like, you go get the man that helped me so he could see the baby. <laughs> <laughs> he need to come home to baby. He need to have some kids. Yeah, he got to come see the baby because he got me through. <laughs> he was my <laughs> Oh, my goodness. He was like, bless that man. Girl, yes. Okay, so my story is kind of long. We might have to do a part two for the other kids. But anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, so I get that. And so I'm finally able to rest. I took a little nap. Mind you, I had so many people in my room. I had my best friend there, my parents, my husband. Um, and then my best friend's husband was there too. So we all in there chilling, like they're eating. I'm like, okay, y'all can't eat in here because I can't eat. Y'all need to go outside. Like, <laughs> Listen, you're like, I'm somebody's mama now. Y'all got to go. <laughs> right. So at this point, when I was finally able to like chill and everything, um, it was like later, like one in the morning or something. And um, they check me again and I'm like eight centimeters. And they're like, okay, so we're about to get ready. And because it started moving faster. Yeah. And um they start bringing in all the stuff and like they're like okay you're you're at 10 centimeters now the midwife came in. I didn't know that the midwife was going to be delivering the baby like they didn't really, you know. Yeah, they don't I don't know. Was it Kaiser too? Huh? Yes, Kaiser. Oh yeah, they're just Yeah, the room was really nice though. I did like that. Yeah. The room was very nice and spacious. Now the recovery room needs some work. Like mm-hmm. it was very small, but the actual delivery room was really nice. Um, they brought everything in. And so I was excited at this point, excuse me, but then I started to be able to get feeling back in my legs and stuff. So I'm like, oh shoot, I'm about to feel this. So um, they get me all set up and I'm pushing, mind you, I pushed for an hour and a half. Ooh. They put this like peanut thing under my, um, but to like lift me up and I was just like I can't do this I need a break like after an hour I was like I need a break they're like no you can't take a break like you just got to push through it like push what we need to push and it's like I just started pushing whenever I felt like it because I'm like I feel like y'all waiting too much time in between of course like you know you have to push on the contractions but I was like I need to push like and save my energy like let me push when I'm ready okay um I feel like that's something that they need to like, you know, give you more freedom to like let your body do what it's naturally supposed to do. Like, you know, I don't know. That part was weird to me. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah so i'm pushing and my mom is like i'm my mom thought she was just there for support i'm like girl come on come hold my foot because like they're like hold your own legs and i'm like i don't want to hold my own legs like what are they here for <laughs> okay i got a whole crew that need to come up here and yeah hold so I have my one leg and my mom holding the other and my mom is just praying and she's oh lord jesus oh lord oh there's his head okay i'm like mom the commentary please (laughs) (laughs) after an hour and a half of pushing um they're like oh we can see his head my mom's like he's right there he's right there you just have to get one big push he's coming right there And, and then the lady is like yeah he is he's there he's there he's gotta keep pushing and that first, I don't know, like, if you experience this too, but, like, that first initial, like, when the head pops out, that's when the relief started for me. Yeah. Like, when his head popped out, the shoulders came out right after, and I was just like, <sighs> like, mm. everything just, like, like, all that work, all that anticipation, anticipation and everything, it just kind of, like, it was like a release, like just whoo. I didn't know it was gonna feel like that. Like, yeah, like something literally exited your body. But um, yeah, my first experience was it was nice. It was a lot, you know, in between, but the actual like afterbirth and everything was nice. Only thing that I would have changed is you know, everybody focuses on the baby. I didn't really get any pictures of like me and the baby. I think I got like maybe one or two pictures because everybody was taking pictures of the baby as they're like measuring him and like doing all that. People like kind of forget about you once the baby comes. Yeah, that's true. And so with my second son, I was like, oh, I'm going to make sure I have somebody to take pictures and like do all this and I'm going to make myself look a little better and like... (laughs) Yeah, you're like, we're going to do this better. Yeah, we're going to do it up a little bit better. Of course, none of that happened, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a nice experience. Um, the Like I said, the recovery part of the... Um, like, the recovery room, I, I, didn't, I wasn't too crazy about that. You um, know what? Did they make you... Um, on my first one, they made me um, um, also push out the placenta. Did they make you do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, what the hell was that? What was that about? Yeah, it's like it's like a double labor. I had to do I, that both times. No, second time, my second, my second, I changed doctors on that second time, and mm-hmm. my second time, I didn't even remember when she pulled. I didn't even know when she she took care of that. Oh, yeah. No, I remember they were like, "Can you give me one more big push?" And then they pushed on my stomach. Ooh, that part was painful. Yeah, I hate the push on the stomach part. Of course, when they push on your stomach. I hate that. Oh, that was terrible. But another, like, special moment for me, like, um, with my first birth, I just remember going into the bathroom with the nurse, and she was, like, cleaning me up and, like, pushing on my stomach and, like, getting everything out. Mm -hmm. But she was so gentle with me. She was so like nurturing and like talking me through everything. Like it was such a little sacred moment. I could cry right now thinking about it. (laughs) And I was just like, oh my gosh, God bless you. Like I felt like so grateful for her because it was such a like traumatic experience. Like anytime you're giving birth, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. 
it's a lot to put your body through and like to um to go through like mentally and physically like you have to put yourself in a place of you can do this because there was a point during the pushing when I was just like crying like I can't do this can you just take them out I can't do this like I'm so tired I don't have it anymore like I can't like I literally can't do this and so um my mom was like playing worship music in the background and she was just praying and they were all telling me like you can do this like you got this like I could hear their voices like encouraging me yeah so like that was a beautiful moment but then like the after part with the nurse and it was just me and her in there I just felt so vulnerable too like because it's yeah. like girl you all in my business and she was like it's okay like this is what I'm here for like I'm just like oh my god like this is a lot (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) I gained so much respect for nurses and um in the in the job that they have to do because I'm just like I wouldn't want to be all up in nobody's mix like that like (laughs) and you know what um you got lucky with a good night nurse I only got lucky with a good night nurse I think once or twice Uh because you could get a bad night nurse you'd be like listen yeah go home Sandy (laughs) send Rebecca send Rebecca (laughs) no everybody who cared for me while I was there was really good except for that first lady with that IV I was like y'all need to get rid of her because (laughs) don't let her practice on somebody else not somebody that's in labor like no yeah so but yeah it was and he was fine when he came out and everything and um you know they when they finally brought him over well, actually, when he first came out, I was just like, oh, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all had a Tyler Perry movie up in there. Girl, it was. You could hear, like, I forget what song it was playing in the background, but you just hear, like, the worship music in the background, and I'm like, oh, he's so beautiful. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because I literally did not think I could do it. Like, I was yeah. like, I think I mentioned this before on the podcast that my greatest fear in life was giving birth oh really yes like growing up I used to be like oh my gosh one day I'm gonna have to have a baby like oh my god like (laughs) once I found (laughs) out what you had to go through like and what actually happens that was like my greatest fear oh wow I I literally had anxiety about it at 10 years old like oh my god one day I'm gonna have to have a baby like I want to be a mother but I don't want to have to have the baby and then when I found out about c-sections I was like oh I'm probably gonna do a (laughs) (laughs) c-section oh my goodness what little girl thinks about all that but yeah so but once I actually became pregnant I kind of like pushed that out of my mind because I was like I can't have anxiety my whole pregnancy yeah but, and then once we got there, I felt like I could do this. It wasn't until I actually started pushing that I was like, oh, heck no. Like, <laughs> like wait, this is just what 10 year old me thought. Yeah, because the way they explain it, like, push your bottom floor. Like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, there's no way to really prepare to learn how to push. They're like, um, act like you're going to take a poop. I'm like, who takes a poop on their back on purpose? 
okay don't nobody do that no like, do i sit up and i'm like no you gotta lay there and i'm like oh my god but yeah it my was a experience <laughs> you're like i survived thank god yeah. um my second one is short okay do you want to do the second one short so then and then do a part two next week with just the last two yeah we could do that because my second one is short okay so long long story short my daughter after my crazy kaiser experience um i found a doctor that i really liked and um i knew she was going to be pretty badass because she i come to find out right when i called her she just started taking clients again because um she had just um stopped taking new clients for a while because she was fighting cancer she was fighting breast cancer Mm-hmm. And she was delivering babies while fighting breast cancer. I said, if you can deliver babies yeah. while fighting be- breast cancer, look. Man, the be- strength of a woman is unmatched. Unmatched. So she, um, it was really scary with the second one because I, a year prior to that, I had a miscarriage. Mm. So, and that was just a traumatic, mis- a traumatic experience that I've never really told anybody super into detail. But one day I'll tell that story, right? Yeah. And so I go to my first one and I'm so scared that they're going to tell me that there's no heartbeat or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So she's like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And I just instantly start breaking down like, oh my gosh, right? Mm-hmm. So when it came to the second one, because that first one had low water fluids, mm-hmm. I was automatically high risk and automatically we're going to plan when your delivery is going to happen. Mm. So I was on high risk, a lot of appointments and... Um, when it came time to like, okay, we're going to, you know, deliver your baby at 39 weeks because we don't want a chance you having low water, right? Yeah. So we schedule it. I go into the hospital. I think, oh, okay, you know, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get my Pitocin, give, the, give birth in six hours, right? Yeah. I get there and I say, okay, we're going to put this pill inside of you and the pill is going to loosen up your cervix. Oh. And then we'll, we'll come check you in 12 hours. Oh, what? <laughs> I, said, I said, what? Well, I said, wow. what? And they're like, yeah, and if that one isn't loosened up your cervix yet, then uh, we'll just give you another one for 12 hours. Oh, no big deal. Sure. No, big, no biggie. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I thought I had planned it out so that my both my kids would have the same date was the 15th uh-huh. I mean the 16th I planned it out where they both have the 16th mm-hmm. now with this 12 hour thing I'm gonna have one the 16th and one the 17th <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay God so I I I I, I get the the pill thing right mm-hmm. I get the pill and at 12 hours they're like oh you really haven't dilated that much we're giving you another pill. I'm like, come on, y'all. <laughs> so then I get another pill and then I start to dilate. And um, after four hours, so 12 hours and then like another three hours. And then I got Pitocin. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't get Pitocin. That second pill, I had it for about three hours and I said, okay, you're starting to really dilate. I think I hit, finally hit four, three or four. So we're going to give you Pitocin. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, before I get my Pitocin, I'm going to go ahead and get my epidural. Mm-hmm because I'm not playing with my Pitocin pain again, okay? Right. Girl. So I was like, I'm not playing this. So this guy comes in, this tall white guy, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. friendly and nice. And I, this has already been a hard pregnancy because I've just been scared so much the whole time because it's a rainbow baby, right? Yeah. So the whole time I've been kind of freaking out the whole pregnancy. Like I'm about to do this epidural again, like, you know, the last one. Homeboy comes in, you know, I do the shoulder thing just like you on my husband. Mm-hmm. He must have numbed me up real good, okay? Mm-hmm. Girl, was he, he numb old? Me. No, listen, no, he was young. He was young. I'm like, it might have been the same man. <laughs> okay. He numbed me up real good. I didn't even feel my shot. Mm-hmm. And I was numb, and then they gave me that Pitocin, and I went to sleep. Praise the Lord. That's the best. I, I said, God, won't he do it? Won't he do won't it? I was, do the, it. I was the same way, singing his praise all day, okay? <laughs> like, this is why we take medicine. Like, what's the point in getting the medicine if it's not going to help you? Like, <laughs> Listen, so when I fell asleep, right, I fell asleep. When I woke up, I was in crazy pain. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, you're about to give in labor. And then the nurse comes running in and she flips me on my other side, right? Because I had stayed on one side too long because I was asleep. Mm-hmm. She checks me. She's like, oh, you okay. You're about, you're, you're close. I'm like, oh, okay, good, good. Because so I was like, yeah, I'm starting to feel kind of pressure down there. And so if I can feel this pressure through the epidural, it must be time soon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we're going to call your doctor and I'm going to sit with you and I'm going to have you practice pushing. So when your doctor gets here, it'll just be an easy transition. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. So she sticks her hand all the way up in and she's like, practice pushing. Okay, yep, you're doing good. You're doing, that's a good push. That's good. You're doing good. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, it was just beautiful. Like, I wish I had it on video. Okay. <laughs> so then she's doing good and she's like, okay, that baby's about to come out. The doctor better hurry up and get here. So then you know, they're putting me side to side, side to side, so the medicine can work its way. Mm-hmm. My doctor gets there, and she's like, all right, I guess we're going to deliver a baby. I'm like, yes, we are. are we? <laughs> Let's do this, girlfriend. Let's do this, girl. <laughs> no pain, no shame. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I love this doctor, okay? Mm-hmm. So then she lifts my legs up, and first she was trying to tell me to push, and I was like, um, I'm going to tell you when I'm going to push because I can tell how strong the contraction is. Yeah. So I told her, I said, okay, this is strong enough. Let's push. And she said, okay, you can lead it. I said, okay. So we'll push. And I said, okay, it's over. Mm-hmm. And I said, the one's going to say, this, this contraction is not strong enough. This contraction is not strong enough to push out the baby. And she's like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, this one's strong enough. Let's push. Let's push. Let's do this. Let's push. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. We push. And then maybe like the third or fourth push, the baby is here. <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing right. I have ever experienced. It was like the most beautiful. I was like, God, thank you. Because you already knew that last time was traumatic. Okay. Right. I, I don't know when the rebirth stuff or whatever came out. Doctor took care of that. Didn't need to stitch. Didn't need to stitch me. Because that last time, you know, I had to get stitched all the way up. Right. So this time I just delivered. I'm just like. I'm just like this, you know, this is beautiful. Like Aww. giving birth is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I forgot to ask you, did you okay, so when you had to get stitched up the first time, did you do you remember that part? Did you remember feeling it at all? When she was stitching? No, when, yeah, when they stitched up you from the first baby. Um, do I remember like when she, as she was stitching me, like kind of, but not really, like more pressure, but not like 
Yeah, I don't, I couldn't really feel that either. Like, I didn't even realize that they were doing it. They were just like, okay, done. No, no, she, I had a lot of stitches. <laughs> yeah, I think I had like three. My yeah, I think the, I think the second set, I don't think, actually, I think the second one, I don't think I got in. I think the second one I made had a stitch or two. Yeah. The, first one, the first one I had at least a jit, like a lot, a lot. Dang. Oh, and so after I gave birth, um, like, I mean, it was supposed to, I mean, that birth could have been on video. <laughs> it was just beautiful. She just slid yeah. on out. And then, the, and then the second time, the next day, the anesthesia guy, he came and checked up on me. And I was like, oh my God. I love I you. Love you. <laughs> So much. I love that man. Oh gosh, that is so funny. Yeah. Feeling you just be like, oh, Loki, can I get your number for my next baby? Because that, okay, that's what I was praying. Because I went to the same hospital for that third one. I don't know where I can get into the third one tonight, but mm-hmm. the third one, I was like, I sure hope he's there. And y'all have to find out next time if he was there or not. Yeah. Next week, you guys will hear about, or I don't know if we'll do it next week, but next time, you guys will hear about. The, my our final births. Mine was um, a premature birth, so it's a lot of layers to that story. Yes. Um, but I'm excited to share it with you guys because I'm so happy to be on the other side of everything. <laughs> okay, because when you're in the mix of it, when you're in the heat of it, it's just something else. Lord, what is going on? I'm talking about broken. Lord have mercy. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed our first uh, series of birth stories and join us again for the next round but what are you looking forward to next week girlfriend so this week I'm really excited to start um, the budgeting process and for my secret project for the store so we have budgeting and sponsorships that we're working on and mm-hmm. seeing like an idea that you've had in your head start to come alive is just it's just um really inspiring and it's like really like I don't know it's just it's just really fulfilling yeah you know that's great so to see my idea start to come alive um that's kind of what I'm focused on. What about you? What do you have planned? Um, so oh, wait. And I have a pop-up this Saturday. This Saturday, <laughs> I'll be at Third Street Promenade. Lit, lit in Santa Monica. Yeah, so if you're in California. Hit your girl lip. Yeah, so what are you looking forward to? So we're doing our family vacation next week. To um, We're just going to Palm Desert down the road. But we'll be there for the entire week. So I'm excited about that. So next week, I'll be recording the podcast from there. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we leave on Saturday. And we're doing Saturday to Saturday. So I'm excited for that. Um, my husband will be off work. So, um, well, he has his own business as well. So he'll still be working a little bit. But um He'll have a little bit more time to like hang out and my parents go with us as well. Um, so it'll be a nice little relaxing week. So I'm looking forward to that. And my bre- my brother, my son calls it 
holiday because he watches Peppa Pig. And so he's like, Mom, I'm so excited to go on holiday. <laughs> That's so cute. That's so cute. So I'm really excited and looking forward to that. That is so cute. Yes. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed our birth stories and we would love to hear about your birth stories so make sure you guys um leave comments on our instagram you can dm us we might do a little post uh, for you guys to respond and let us know um about your birth stories or if you guys can relate to anything that we talked about in this episode make sure you guys go ahead and reach out also, please, please, please leave a rating and review um, on Apple Podcasts just to let us know that you're here. And yeah, we appreciate you guys. And we hope that you guys tune in and we will talk to y'all next week. Later.